everybody. Welcome to SUP, the SUP podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Bryce DeRocher. Uh, I'm Mason Hazart. And I'm Andy. And so, yeah, this is the this is our first podcast, guys. This is this is exciting. I know we've um, we've kind of talked about doing this for a little bit a while ago, and um, I don't know. Start of the new year, I was like, new year, new us. Let's start a podcast, <laughs> right? That's just let's just do it, right? That's typically <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, but... I, I think you pitched this idea back in like October, and then we all just kind of forgot about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was something that you just kind of set aside, and it was like in the back of my head. And you know, I mean, the true inspiration for this definitely comes from you guys, actually, um, because I was never part of the first original podcast that we all kind of worked on. Um, to be fair, I was I also was not. Um, oh, you weren't. I was not. No, I, thought you were. I was no. Oh, but hey, that's all right. We're, we're here for this one. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Andy. Yes. What was it called? What was it called? Yeah. Oh boy, it was called Rationally Serious and we were seniors in high school and I I was kind of told that I had a face for radio, so I decided podcasting would be a good start. <laughs> face for radio. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of a weird compliment that some people actually toss out there. Like, I remember I went to back in high school as well. I think it was senior year as well. Leadership conference, and the police chief of our town was just like, "Hey, you make a really good radio voice." And I looked at him and I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, thanks. I guess. A, a, yeah, I don't know. Is that a compliment? Is it like what? Like what? What is that? <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's a compliment. It means your voice is good. Your voice is flattering. I don't know how far you want to go with that, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, coming from the police chief, it was kind of out of left field. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that that was kind of like in public speaking class. People always told me that I should record audiobooks so they could listen to them while they fall asleep. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a little bit of a backhanded yeah, kind of thing. That is not a compliment. Right there. Um, but at the same time, I think one of the best things I do to fall asleep is listen to music. And that's like, I don't know, music I'll actually listen to to like hype me up for the day. So, I mean, for different people, it has different meaning, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Bryce, maybe you can tell everybody what this podcast is going to be about. Oh, you mean, what's up? <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's so bad. Knee slapper. Well, Andy, that's a great question. It's almost like we were discussing this before. <laughs> I kind of want to make it to be conversational. Um, so we just want to be able to talk like the three of us do. So us three, we all come from the same high school. Um, friends even before then, um, I mean, Andy, you came to high, you came to our high school, but we've known you forever. Um, Hazard and I went to the same school since elementary school. I don't know, like that would be accurate, you know? Yeah, quite a, quite a while ago. Like, um, so we've, I mean, I can't remember the first time I ever met Andy. Probably at one of those really cool school dances in middle school. 
I would think, right? I mean, maybe before that, but like early enough that I would have remembered it. But um, anyways, getting back to like what the podcast is about is we just kind of want all to be able to converse and just kind of talk about the things that are going on in the world, um, not really focusing on one or um, another thing. We just kind of want to use this as a platform for us to catch up, you know, just talk about our things and our feelings um, because when you're able to talk about things, there's just a lot of power and emotion that comes from it, and it's a good way to connect with people, being able to express your thoughts and feelings. Um, and obviously, we want to make this like enjoyable for you guys, listeners and stuff um, as well. So we have cool little segments that we kind of want to just touch on. The sup word of the week because this is a weekly podcast um and so yeah so what bryce is referring to uh the sup word of the week you might also be wondering why this is called the sup podcast um to be fair like when brainstorming podcast names usually like a three letter word is not the thing that you kind of fall upon um so i suppose just explaining the title of the name sup further along with that derives from so we all know what Snapchat is. We all know kind of how that works. And of course, growing up in the same school or at least the same community, um, we there's always that I've seen memes like this online or like jokes about like there's that one group chat that you have with your friends that is so iconic that it can never be changed. And to give you the backstory of how this name came about, this is exactly what it is. Um, sometime when we created this group chat for the first time, I can't even remember who it was. One of one of us put uh, the name SUP as the title of our group chat, just S-U-P, like short for what's up, as Bryce made a terrible joke about earlier. Uh, <laughs> so going off that, that's that iconic group name that never got changed. And you have a real-life example of that. Even to this day, it's been, goodness, seven, eight years probably going on. Um, that transitions into what we're talking about with the SUP word of the week. It's uh, from a, I don't want to toot my own torn, toot my own torn, toot my own horn here, but coming from the SUP dictionary, which was a creation of mine uh, as we were graduating high school, our final year together before we kind of all went our own ways in college. I had the idea that I wanted to give back to my friends that I've grown up with and that I really um, love of course, and I want to give them something special that'll help us remember the time that we spent growing up together. And that is where the sub dictionary was born. It was a collection of common words, common phrases, some of them funny, some of them humorous, some of them just inside jokes, essentially what it is. It's a list of inside jokes or like common phrases that were collected together over the years. Um, and I put it in a dictionary style where you put the word and then you put like what type of word it is, a definition, the use of it in a sentence. Um, the origin of the word. So, you know, like where this is coming from, you get the whole idea of a dictionary concept. And of course, it's very funny for us knowing that we're the ones that kind of are in on the joke. But now that we have a podcast form and that's kind of what the name of our podcast is, like Bryce was talking about, just conversing as everyday kind of people that grew up with each other. We have this opportunity to share these words with you guys as well. Some of them you might find kind of funny. Some of them you might find really dumb. Um, but I guess that's kind of what the segment's for. So there you go. Yeah, I just I just want to touch on that, dude. This is probably like one of my 
top three all-time favorite gifts. You know, there's like the gifts of, I mean, the gift of life is great. Like, of course. <laughs> praise, praise, praise the Lord. Praise my mother for you know bringing me into this world. My father even too. But I mean, <laughs> well, like, yeah, this right here, this, this. I, I for people that obviously we don't have video for the uh, the podcast, uh, but I'm literally holding the physical copy of the Suck Dictionary, like, and the amount of like you can just feel the effort and see the effort that went into this, and this is just it's it's so beautiful it's kind of like um you know when you're you're your crush in like high school or even maybe like now like we'll slip you a love letter but like think about that but like in the book form it's just <laughs> fantastic you know and yeah. props to you hazer i i still think this is like hands down one of my top three favorite gifts of all time. i appreciate that thank you i mean we were, you're talking about the effort i mean that's also true because right before like the final week of school, as I was putting all these together, I was buying blank journals from something like Walmart or store like that. And I would print off the pages. I typed on Microsoft word and I printed all the pages off at school, like however many copies of the book I made and then having to cut those out. And like, I think I use a glue stick or tape or something and tape them on every single page. Probably not the most efficient way to do that. Um, especially in the technological world we live in. But that's kind of just an 18-year-old using whatever you can think of off the top of his head. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was not the most fun putting them all together, but it was definitely fun living through them. Uh, I'm just I'm just sitting here reading through some of the entries and thinking about, like, man, these are really stupid, but they're really funny to us <laughs> because we just use them in the most random context ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's like. It's kind of fun to think about it, you know. Like every group of friends has their inside jokes, um, but it's kind of fun to get on other people's inside jokes and like at least understand, and maybe you can implement them in your own life or something. I don't know. That's kind of how it works with us. So, I say without further ado, we find out what the word of the week is. The word of the week for this week is sup. Kind of fitting, right? Yeah, I think so. So, sup. You know traditionally a what's the word called a contraction of what's up i don't know i'm not an english major english is hmm. i could go on a tangent about it. an abbreviation so, i guess any, a slang term abbreviation yeah a hip-hop it's what the cool kids are saying these yep. days maybe that's right it, 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 it's know. a hip-hop that's what it is it, yeah mainstream if you're not using it you should be using it now all right basically end of story i'm just kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, the definition um, Mason graciously wrote for us is that SUP is a noun. Um, originates from the random name of the Snapchat group chat that includes me, um, our friend Evan, Mason, our friend Doug, Kyle, and Andy. It has expanded since since writing this um, book, but um, or origins right around... What is that? Middle school, maybe like early middle school, fifth grade, sixth grade. I like this little segment um, in the dictionary. It tells us the frequency um, of the the word. Oh, that's right. To be yeah. very, used very often. Um, I would say so. It's literally a common phrase. So um, let's see here. After that, we get a little description again. Um, and then we have a way that's used in the sentence. So um, the second description is 
the official name of the friend group between Bryce, Evan, Mason, Doug, Kyle, and Andy that spanned the course of their years as students at their high school and the single most iconic word from their high school years. And I would have to agree to that. The example we give that is given is um, Mason Moms asks, who's all going to Douglas's house tonight? Mason just says, sup. And Mason's mom says, and who's that again? The classic phrase, all mothers. <laughs> That's right. Say, I don't, I don't know. Like every time, hey, mom, I'm having the guys over. Hey, mom, I'm having stuff over. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Every, each, like literally, you guys are like probably the only people I've hung out with 90, 95% of the time growing up. And still, every single time I go to a friend's house, who's all there? Who do you think? It's always the same people. So, yeah. You know. I mean, no hate to the mothers. No, no, it's not. It's just, <laughs> it just comes naturally. You become a mom, and that's just what you are, I guess. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I realized as you read that definition, literally what I was thinking in my head is like, wow, I could have saved us two minutes of time just by allowing you to read the definition instead of explaining the backstory to the word that we were just getting. But you know what? It's okay. We got more. Knowledge. more knowledge yeah, for the for the listeners so playoffs happened this weekend mm-hmm. uh, wild card wild card weekend um kind of hit some hit my heartstrings a little tight um but for you guys non-existent because the packers never made the playoffs boom i see so yeah for those that don't know we got are Packer fans because that's what happens when you're born in the state. Uh, you just become a fan of that team. Bryce uh, thinks he's better than us or something. Chose to bandwagon to the Chargers. No, nah, he didn't bandwagon, but he's <laughs> he's been a lifelong Chargers fan. Up. Yeah. Um, gave up on the Packers. Yeah. To this day, still the only Chargers fan I know personally. So props to that. I think there's only other, like maybe two other of us. In the country, they just don't exist. Maybe even the world. I mean, they don't even get far enough to send those Super Bowl winning T-shirts over to other countries. Yeah, that's that don't know. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's a tough life out here being a Chargers fan. I mean, but one of the matchups this weekend was the Chargers Jags. As a Chargers fan, saw it coming. I will say that. But the twenty dollar bet I placed at halftime didn't say that. <laughs> no. um, I was not aware of it. Really hopeful. You jinxed them. I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm very responsible for that game, partially. Um, my buddy, he was sitting next to me. He goes, "I put twenty bucks on the Jags winning." I was like, oh, "Okay." I mean, they're up twenty-seven to seven. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks. It's like mm-hmm. no brainer. But deep down, I I, I had the feeling that they were going to lose. But um, did you guys see that? I don't know where I saw it, but there was a better that put in. I think it was like one point one million dollars, something around that number at halftime when the Chargers were up twenty seven nothing. He put in a one point one million dollar bet that the Chargers would win. It would have. Paid him out yeah. eleven thousand dollars. Yep. Yeah, he had 
is uh, 1.4 million. 1.4. Is that not an all? That might be the single worst I've ever seen. Why? Why would you ever make that bet? What would compel you to make that bet? Even if you think you're right, it's not worth it. The rationale behind the ratio of numbers. First of all, if you're forking over $1.4 million on a bet, something tells me $11,000 is not going to change your life. Yeah, do you really need 11000 more? Like, I don't think you're going to prove anybody that you're a savant at betting for picking the team up 27 nothing at halftime. So I don't know where the, the pride and ego part of that goes. So really, I, based on the circumstances, to me, it's the worst bet ever, but... I digress. So I would I would actually be really curious to know the stats behind this. Do, maybe you know, Mason, but are there any other teams to force the other team into five turnovers and then <laughs> lose the game? I don't believe that's ever happened. Yeah, and again, like, I, sure it's I can't remember happened. it happening. Because yeah. that would be one thing, right? Like, like yeah. if the Chargers just like coughed up the ball two, three times in the second half. But the fact that it was almost just punting the ball away on literally every possession except for the field goal, I, it, I just – yeah. But like you said, it's it's chargering, Bryce. Like, you would know better than anybody. So Yeah. As a fan, this is completely expected. I uh, did preface the game by telling the people in the room that don't actively watch the Chargers. The Chargers are a first-half team. <laughs> and so when I saw – that they had kicked two field goals. You know, they had three touchdowns and two field goals, right? Mm-hmm. Those two field goals were the knives in their back. Like, those were those had to be converted to touchdowns if they had any chance of winning that game. Um, I mean, granted, they did look really good, and the defense played fantastic. I mean, honestly, if you actually look at the turnovers by Trevor Lawrence, I mean, two or three of those were actually just really good defense. Um I mean, awareness, awareness level. Um, there was definitely partially um, Trevor Lawrence there, but I think there was a lot of defensive awareness there to make those happen. Um, but I mean, yeah. But dude, one point four million dollars. But what uh, what you're bro. talking about with the field goals is the exact reason why people were ripping Brandon Stan- Brandon Staley last year. The fact that he was too risky with his fourth downs going for it yep like on his own i don't know what the circumstance was but like going for it on fourth down in your own territory like around the 30 yard line as one example now yeah now he's turning into we're up 27 nothing we're just going to continue to take the points i i guess in a normal situation with any other normal coach like this would be just kind of expected but we're talking about the guy that's super aggressive job on the line i mean for real playing or coaching like this that's what that's where a lot of the the hot seat rumors at this point are they even rumors i mean i don't know i mean probably not rumors i had a i literally had a friend text me he's like it is in a group chat and he's like the three of us that like uh, besides you have been discussing and this is a really hot topic is he going to keep his job and i was like dude there's no way he keeps his job here like 
I mean, me as a fan, I don't know what kind of play style he's going for. Like last year, we had him refuse to kneel the ball so that him, the Chargers and the Raiders could go to playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year, we have a safe playing guy when you know we have the room to take the risks. I mean, if you're up three touchdowns in the first quarter, why don't you go for it on fourth down? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we 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 take the easy points, but like. If you've already come from the aggressive mindset, this would be the perfect platform to be like, hey, guys, this is why we do this, you know. Um, but I guess well, I'm not. They just they just never delivered the knockout it. punch, right? Yeah. Like they kept kicking That's field true. goals and kept, you know, it didn't really feel like the Jags were in it, but they were. And Staley's almost got kind of like a, a classic Lovey Smith in Chicago complex where his team comes out and plays so well in the first half that you don't need to make halftime adjustments. And then what happens is the other team adjusts at halftime and then you're screwed in the second half. Yeah. You know, when you make a coffin, you put the foundational nails in the beginning, but that doesn't have anything to do with actually sealing off the body. You know, it's not until the second half after the funeral, right? That when you put the nails in the coffin, it's, over at that point right like that it's the same kind of comparison you put the nails in the first half they have one super upbeat motivational halftime speech and boom you have a different team on that field you know what i mean Mm -hmm. my question is why why are field goals the nail in the coffin like you're up 27 points you have to know that the jaguars are not kicking a field goal in the second half there's no circumstance where you're like, okay, we're going to take the three points here to cut into this deficit. When, I mean, the Jaguars, I think, I, I don't know for sure, but I think they scored every single possession they had in the second half. If not, maybe one, like it was almost every single one. The fact that you know they're going to have to be scoring touchdowns in order to get back into this game, three points is not is not going to cover that deficit. When you're when you're scoring seven, and when the other team is scoring seven and you're scoring three, then they're overtaking you by four points every time. That's not a sustainable method. That that doesn't mean you have to go for it on every single fourth down. But again, with the with the coach that does go for it on fourth down, what like what what is happening here? And just kind of like putting it on the kicker too. I mean, you're wasting the kicker's energy in the first half. Like, what if you do need that game time final field goal? Like. He had to kick a 40-yard field goal in the second half. Yeah, and shank What happened? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it, yeah, I mean, he he missed it, but it was like, I mean, is it his, is it his fault? Partially, but I think there's also a lot of dead, unneeded kicks that happened before. You know what I mean? Like, there's part, you know, I give benefit of the doubt to the kicker sometimes. It's just, that's a tough, that's a tough job. It's January, right? And um, we just passed into the new year, so happy New Year's, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little late on that. Kind of wanted to touch on a little bit of a weird topic that we might, like, people might not think about. All right, so we live in Wisconsin, right? But isn't there a little bit of a bittersweetness to the cold of the north, um, just for the fact of like? There's states that don't even have Christmas without snow. Like, 
and a reality that like when we watch Christmas movies, there's like this, you know, really glorified image of like the snow falling and it's super cold. Everybody's bundled up. You know, you have a nice fire, like fireplaces lit, Christmas lights really resonating because you have all that snow around. And then there's like states and other parts of the, the world that just don't get to experience it like that. Isn't that like weird? I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about. I think you're onto it because I have had this thought too, um, at least at some point, where it's like, it would be nice to live in the South. And I've been to the South maybe less than a handful of times in my life. So, like, the idea of no snow for Christmas, um, and even if there's no snow, like, the warm weather is just non existent up here. Some Sometimes you get like a rainy winter or not as cold winter so we don't get snow on the ground but but in any case the idea of like the reason i think person like i think that summer is my favorite season and i don't know if you guys would agree but the reason why at least i enjoy summer so much is you got to have that the appreciation for that warm weather that you don't get all year round even though that winter might not be my favorite season and the snow is not my favorite the fact that you still get to live amongst it and it only makes it the summer more anticipatory i think plays a part in at least how i see the way that i'm appreciating the snow even though it's not my favorite but not sure if that's what everybody thinks i would have to think it it's got to play a factor i i guess the thing i appreciate about wisconsin weather is that there are four distinct seasons and I kind of feel like if I was in a place where there weren't four distinct seasons, every day would just feel the same as the last. And you'd be like, oh, we're in summer. Now we're in still summer. Now we're mm. in summer again. So, like, going from summer to fall to the snowy winter to spring where it's wet and warming up a little bit, it just kind of makes it, makes it feel like the time is passing. Yeah, I mean, like, even... It, it... It's it's nice to have those distinct seasons because like you learn about them in classes and school and stuff, right? And it's like we actually get to live it, right? And uh, yeah, there's a lot of beauty in that. And it also kind of makes sense, like even from like economic standpoint. I mean, granted, the fiscal quarters aren't directly aligned with each of the seasons, but like it kind of gives you a sense that yes, you know, it's kind of like our year is divided into four segments and it's nice when the weather kind of actually shows that. And um, I guess even going a little bit farther scoped from that, like the fact that we're so um, middle ground in a sense where we're between the two points of the earth, where we actually have distinct shifts in daylight throughout the day as well. Um, also helps with that as well. Like the fact if you go up, what is it if you go into like alaska and like some of like the northern parts of the globe and i think even the southern parts of the globe um like you have full day nights and full mm -hmm. day more like light whereas like the middle i don't know what is it at the equator isn't it a little bit different like it's just a constant um climate and that's i mean so we get a like a perfect balance of the two things where um you know you, you really get to embrace that with changing of seasons feelings that 
quarterly vibe that we kind of see that you know mingles into our culture um and society like so so rapidly and it gives light to oh it like gives light to the consumer mindset as well like what products to buy whether it be for your home for you know your your lawn outside your home you have to be aware of for farmers especially growing plants uh, what gifts to buy people, what you're going to plan to do based on the climate. I think a lot of these things that go subtly unnoticed, especially for people like us that just live it for seasons a year versus somebody who experiences the same weather every year and doesn't have to think about these kind of things. Honestly, we can just ask the listeners, like, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this, could be a year from now two years from now maybe you just randomly found this podcast but like tell us about you know just like kind of find our socials and like kind of just try reaching out to us and let us know what you, like how it feels to live one climate because we don't i mean for us three right now we are in a point of our lives where we get to experience all four seasons and the only time we kind of just experience different seasons is on vacation and vacation's never long enough to really embrace a whole lifestyle around it so i don't know i think that'd be cool to just kind of hear about from other people um what their perspectives are like so going all the way back to happy new year have you guys started any new challenges for this year Ooh. oh boy <laughs> yeah that's a it's a good one andy um I didn't like concrete write anything down, or actually I did, but like nothing. Uh, I didn't say like X Y Z written down. I just kind of had these general thoughts that I've kind of started working on. Um, for me, um, I want to read book of the at least one book of the Bible every month. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I've just recently. Um, came to Christianity and that's kind of like my religious background um, and so I think it, just for spiritual development for me that's kind of like a big thing um, the other thing is giving this podcast a, a run um, I've been really excited and adamant about this I have little goals like just kind of being a be better empath this year um, just kind of understanding how people how people want to be feeling and being able to help them. So instead of like imposing things on people, like thinking that you're helping them, just asking them, how can I help you instead? Um, you know, it's like, may, might be the better way of going about it. So. Yeah, it's a good question. I, it's, it's interesting because the past two years I have, well, two years ago, I wanted to, kind of similar to what Bryce said, I, I made it my goal to read the entire Bible um, in 2021. Um, and then my girlfriend wanted to do it as well last year. So I did it again for a second time. And now this year, I didn't want to like go through that regimen a third time. And that's not to say that I'm not going to read the Bible because I, I do every day. But to do so more for my own desire to want to read specifically what I want to read instead of necessarily following a plan. Not to say that either way is the right way or the wrong way, um, but just to have a more open schedule in that circumstance. Um, and also 
reading just more books other than the Bible. And then again, not to say that I'm not reading the Bible, but you spend so much time reading the Bible over the course of a year that I don't really pay attention to a lot of other books that are written that um, have different perspectives, not only on like biblical topics, but the world around us, uh, whether it be finance, whether it be um, sports, whether it be any, any world government, whatever the case is, um, just different perspectives on life that I don't really get a lot of time to turn to because of the time I spend reading only the Bible. So uh, finding a balance with that as well is something that I'm looking forward to this year. Jeez, you guys are making me look bad, huh? Um, Did you have an answer to your own question? Yeah, I do. Um, that's kind of why I asked it. So um, my first goal uh, or like challenge, I guess, is to find a job for once I graduate. Um, and then my second like official challenge. Um, so obviously for the audience members, you guys don't know, um, this past summer I decided to start competing in triathlons. And so I've been continuing that training, obviously. But um, this year I also challenged myself to do five push-ups for every hour that I'm awake. Oh. Which it doesn't sound like a lot, but it was really brutal for this first week. So, <laughs> wait, could you? That's good. Could you repeat that one more time? Five, five, five pushes. Yeah. Every hour that I'm awake. Oh, jeez, dude, I could not. Oh my goodness. Hold on, I want to know that. So, like, you're telling me if you're go to bed at, let's say, like eleven o'clock like immediately before bed or especially like if you're not planning on a set time to go to bed is what i'm trying to get at like how do you know when to do those five push-ups before that hour yeah i mean if i'm going to bed before the hour is up then yeah but like if i plan to go to bed at 11 then my last set is for the 10 o'clock hour so i can do it at like 10.05 and then mm. okay yeah that's... usually usually i plan to go to sleep on an hour so right right i mean props to you i i started last year trying to do uh five uh push-ups more every week starting at i think i only did 10 um and then i got sick over <laughs> december and that was a big deterrent so now i'm doing 25 occasionally um uh, because I realized that 25 kind of does really exhaust me. And then I usually want to go to bed. Um, but no props to you. I mean, good luck when you start waking up at three in the morning and then going to bed at 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be in for a big, long uh, push-up session. But I mean, if... I've been telling people and they're like, just go to bed earlier and sleep later. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a motivation to stay in bed. Right. I mean, if you're if you've been sleeping your whole life at six hours and you just want to start doing ten, I mean that's a good that's a good way to get those hours up. Because <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I I mean if I was doing that I'd be sleeping fourteen sixteen hour kind of days. I mean, that's one of those where it's like it doesn't it doesn't seem like you're gonna see much progress within the first especially day, but like first week even maybe. But as time goes on, do you find yourself 
feeling like, oh, this is easier. Or like, I don't even have to think about it or get like, oh, I got to stop what I'm doing and do five pushups or whatever the case is. Yeah, that's that's kind of been a big um, thing that I've had to keep telling myself coming back from Christmas break is like, temper your expectations. You're not going to be able to go out and run five miles in like, in like 40 minutes right away. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I fall to that mindset sometimes where it's like I I haven't run for like a month and I'd be like, oh, today I'm just going to run three miles. Just I got to start back. And you set a lofty goal like that. And then when you're not able to accomplish it, then it makes you feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me or like maybe I'm not as motivated to do it. So starting out small might seem insignificant in things that, I, that I've learned from my experience with you know, going to the gym because there'd be seasons where I go to the gym multiple days a week. And then the next week I just don't go at all. And I suppose now that we're talking about new year, new year goals, that's definitely something I can be more consistent on. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a good thing to talk about. Yeah, no, I mean, new year's dude, new year's new us, right? <laughs> that's the cliche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if all the people that went to the gym on January 1st are still going. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a stereotype you hear about. Well, I didn't go on January 1st. I went on January 9th, and I'm still going. So hey, that's, They say it doesn't matter how you start, right? But... It's how you never end. <laughs> never. Um, I mean, what is it, like two weeks to pick up a habit, isn't it? Um or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, something like that. Or is it two weeks to get off an addiction? I can't remember. I'll be honest. Every time I've heard that fact, I've heard a different number associated with it. So whatever you say is probably right. Did you know that? Well, you know what they say. 83% of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> Dang that it. Is, that you, is actually You stole right. that from me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, glad we all, I'm glad we all hit that same wavelength at the same time there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow, what a what a year though. I mean, twenty twenty one, or oh, I guess twenty twenty two. Yeah, screw twenty twenty two. I mean, I just thought of twenty twenty one. I mean, I guess that kind of brings up the a little bit of a question. Um, I don't know how often you guys have to write dates down, but like, is anybody else still writing twenty twenty two on things? Because I'm hundred percent guilty for it. Our, our lab section on Tuesday, we have to sign in and sign out. And I guarantee it, like three quarters of the people wrote 2022. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's how I am. Every time I go into the research lab, I like <laughs> go to write the date and then I have to like scribble it out. And I'm like, dang it. Didn't, didn't want to have to do this, but looks like I am. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but at the same time, it's like, well nobody's gonna see yeah i don't write (laughs) right 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 i mean i don't write the dates down enough for that reason but i've definitely done it in the past you know i mean it's it's an honest mistake this is one of the easier years to do it though because if you write that two and you're trying to turn it into three it looks kind of awkward but you can get it done with a stroke of a pen whereas like next year Putting up a four out of the three, I don't know if that's that. I don't know if that's feasible. 
No, it kind of works. You just kind of like close the bubble and then it's almost like a nine. But if you close the bubble at angles. Yeah, it, it, it would look kind of weird for sure. It looked really weird. It looks it looks weirder than the two to the three this year. As, yeah, for sure. At least what I'll say. So, I mean, looking ahead, guys, like, yeah, we. I mean, we talked on resolutions and stuff, but like. There's kind of a big thing that's happening in all three of our lives right now. Like, I mean, Andy's currently in it, but like Mason and I start next week. Like, it's our final semester of our undergraduate year. Like, that's kind of crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely does not feel like it's been three and a half years at this point. No, the there's a country song line where it goes like the days are slow, but the years just fly right by. I'm not a country artist fan, so I'm not aware of the song. Don't blink. Um, but I don't know. May, maybe I don't know. No, but it's regardless, the principle that I'm trying to say is like you go through your days. It seems like there's a lot to do, especially if you're more involved on whether it's involved with something on campus or you have a job or you're doing something like what we're doing right now, you know, an upstart kind of thing. But when you look back on the time that went by, it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, wow. Any, anybody that's, <laughs> anybody that's going through high school right now or college, just like, or I mean, even middle school, honestly, you probably won't, you probably are not going to remember what's going on in the middle school right now, but like um, high school and college just goes by way too fast um especially if you hit the right crowd um and like the right the right vibes um because i mean reality is not everybody has the same experience um but time does go by really fast and you do have to sometimes you do have to slow down and take a take a second to kind of just process and kind of reflect on what has been happening in your life um i think a lot of people forget about doing that and um, so it's, you know, it's, it can be scary at times, but it's okay. I was definitely thinking about that the other day, like how strong of groups I've been a part of, like not just in college here, but also back in high school. It was, our high school class was really interesting because there were definitely groups and things like that. But, you know, if you if you walked up to someone else in a different group and said, hey, can I sit at your table? They'd never turn you away, which I think is really uncommon for a lot of high school classes and things like that. So we definitely got super lucky mm-hmm. in that regard. And it's also not like our class was like 15, 20 kids. Like we had a decent sized graduating class. No, we were um, 120. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were able it's to just huge, but big enough. Well, Right, right. That's still a decent population of, I mean, if you integrate students from other grades um, that have different interests, different personalities that just mesh together. But like you were alluding to, um, the ability to just coexist, not even to coexist, but to actually be courteous with one another. You don't see that um, in your typical, even especially the media portrayals in movies, you know, it's, it's almost unrealistic the way they portray high school in movies and such, but even in just regular life, not that I'm aware of at least. 
yeah, no, I mean, I think the one thing that, like, films do do a really good job of is, like, they do kind of peel to that emotion part of it, I think, you know, where, like, the feelings are really strong, um, because, let's be real, <laughs> we're all teenagers, you know, there's a lot of hormones throwing, flinging through our body, so, like, emotions are very unstable when we're in these kind of ages of our lives and they don't calm out until we get older. Um, but like, so they're really good on the emotion aspect, but like, yeah, dynamic wise, it's kind of, I don't know for at least our experience, it was, wasn't like that, but well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Um, I, I, this is really exciting. I'm really excited to do this every week. Um, this editing should be fun for me, I think. <laughs> um, but like, man, I, I can't, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys, um, you know, just, just to be here, um, for us all to be here and just like able to talk and grateful for anybody that's able to listen to this. I mean, even if nobody listens to this, it's something I'm going to have to listen to. <laughs> so I'm going to appreciate it. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Um, and, you know, join us next week um, whenever – I don't know what our set schedule is for release dates, um, but we'll be recording every Monday um, and releasing the episodes TBD for now. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right, and we'll have different things to talk about as well. Make sure you, the biggest reason is to tune in for the next week's sub-dictionary word of the week. I know it was a little probably basic today, just getting the first episode out of the way and kind of explaining who we are and what sup even means. So maybe it wasn't the most uh, humorous word or word, whatever the case is, but at least you have a background of who we are. But yeah, make sure to tune in. You'll hear that. I'm sure you'll hear a little bit of sports, a little bit of life going on, maybe world around us. Whatever the case is, you never know what can happen in a week. And for you, lucky listeners that we have um you know reach out to us if you want with topic ideas um, we'd love to hear them i mean we had a list generated today and uh, we didn't hit some of them that like are kind of bigger topics that uh have been happening so if you guys have anything that you would like to hear us talk about please share uh makes our lives a little bit easier too with that being said thanks for tuning in it's been bryce mason and andy and we'll see you next week.